Is freedom really free? On today's episode of Tell Me What You Know, we're taking a look into the Human Freedom Index, a report produced by the libertarian think tank, the Cato Institute, which ranks 162 countries on earth in order of how free they are. Where does the land of the free rank? The answer might surprise you. We'll wrap up the show with our draft of free things, our favorite things that happen to be free. Sit back and listen, or don't. It's a free country. This is Tell Me What You Know. What's going on, everybody? Today is Thursday, November the 12th. This is episode 28 of season two. Tell me what you know. This is the first episode that we're doing. Well, not the first we've done remotely, but the first one we're doing in our new normal. The new normal. The new setup. How's Why it going don't you say that in my Cooper Allen t-shirt? Hey, we're in a Cooper Allen shirt right now. That's right. You guys can't see it. But I can't. On my computer screen. Yeah. How's the move? Uh, everything is... is going well yeah um from as far as moves go pretty pretty stress-free but it was a lot a lot to do as as always um house is awesome yeah everything's good awesome well today we're gonna talk a little bit about freedom that's right before we get into all that what did you learn this week anything interesting i learned that coconuts kill more people than sharks every year so when you go to the beach, you should actually be more scared of palm trees than of the sharks in the water. In Look. fact, it's, they, they kill nine times more people every year. Wow. Yeah. You find 150, it on 150 random, awesome random facts.com. <laughs> Tell me something I need to learn now. Uh, yeah, 150 people died of coconuts um, last year. And, um, and, this article I was reading basically was saying that they considered a lot of shark attacks to be more like human behavior related. I don't know. It seems it seems like yeah, I know like humans swimming? don't exist. Yeah, like <laughs> I know they don't exist in the water. And so when there are more humans in the water, the rate of shark attacks go up. But that's true. Um, I've never seen a shark attack on land. That's right. They're, they're like not away too good. The <laughs> they're, not, they're not too good out of the water. It's their Achilles uh, heel. Yeah, Jaws really would have been... They should just stop going in the water. That movie's not even scary anymore. That's right. That's right. Um, But yeah, that's what I learned. Very nice. Uh, Here's what I learned. And I'll ask this to you first. Michael, do you know the highest point on Earth? The highest point on Earth? Yeah. Um, I would assume it'd be Mount Everest. You would assume that? A lot of people would assume that. A lot of people would be wrong, however. Mount Everest is the tallest mountain on earth at 29,029 feet. Uh, But it's not the highest point. Mount Chimborazo in Ecuador, the mountain's only 20,564 feet high. But we know the earth is round, but it's not a perfect sphere. There's an equatorial bulge. And because Mm. of this, Mount Chimborazo juts out 7,000 feet higher in the sky than Mount Everest. Interesting. Earth is flatter towards the poles a little bit wider towards the equator. And so it's the furthest part from the Earth's core, furthest point from the Earth's core on the summit of Mount Chimborazo. Hmm. I guess that, that does make sense. I didn't realize there was a bulge. Yeah. Got a bulgy waist. Yeah. We'll, we'll just had a few too many wings on Super Bowl Sunday. Sticking <laughs> out some. So yeah, I wonder if that's because uh, it's like, because the, the Earth is spinning too. That, you know, it's centrifugal it, force. Yeah. I wonder if that, that plays a part. Yeah, could be. 
Interesting. But that that's what, is, that's uh, go ahead. What, what was that other thing you, you, you learned several, it was like the, the point of absolute. Yeah. The, like the, there's, there's a place on the, on earth. I can't remember what it's called. It's a point in the ocean somewhere that at, it, at any specific time, the closest humans to it are on the international space station. Yeah. That's crazy. It's so remote. The most remote place on the planet. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called now. Well, if you want to go there, you have the freedom to. Well, depending on where you live. That's true. Okay. So I'm we're glad talking about. We've got an index. Yeah. We're talking about freedom indices. Indexes? Indices. I've seen both human. actually. Yeah. Is it what's the plural know. of index? Let's start off with that. I think it's indices. Okay. So there's what I came to find is there's a lot of freedom indices out there. There's like economic freedom indices. There's ones that are based on, you know, freedom of the press or maybe look at moral freedom, all that kind of stuff, religious freedom. But I decided to dive into and I think you did as well, the human freedom index that's generated by the Cato Institute. Mhm. So the Cato Institute um, is an American libertarian think tank located here in Washington, D.C. And they put together this index uh, that basically maps all 162 countries of the world based on their level of freedom. And it looks at... Yeah. Go ahead. They have... Yeah, so... And also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Whit, Whit Roper, who hmm. recommended this topic for us. And I actually... Yeah. I, th- I didn't know about this, uh, the human... Um, human Freedom Index. Um, it started in 2008, as you mentioned, from the, the Cato Institute, also produced by uh, the Fraser Fraser Institute. Um, and yeah, and as you were kind of saying, like it breaks down freedom into 76 distinct indicators um, with kind of top-level uh, groupings in the rule of law, security and safety, movement, religion, association, assembly, and civil society, expression and information, identity and relationships, size of government, legal system and property rights, access to sound money, freedom to trade internationally, regulation of credit, labor, and business. So a lot, a lot of, a lot of different categories there. Yeah. Um, where do we even begin with this? I mean, it, it maps all the countries. I know I, I, it almost, I was, I was kind of thinking like the Cato Institute should do a podcast breaking down like three countries every week. Cause it's, it's, it's interesting kind of like I, as I keep, you know, looking at the number, I'm like, Oh, like New Zealand is number one on the list. So what, what can New Zealanders do that? Like I can't do, you know? Right. Uh, well, they're number one on the list with score of 8.88. I think it is interesting the way they, they weight this. So they have, they give you two scores, right? You get your personal freedom, Mm -hmm. which would be, I guess your religion, all that kind of stuff, religion, your right to movement, you know, being able to travel freely, et cetera. Right. People can't kill you and get away with it. That kind of stuff. (laughs) Security and safety, um, size of government, all that kind of stuff. And then you have your economic freedom, which is its own thing. They weight it. They give that half, of the weight and then everything else gets half of the weight and they take those two scores and they average them. And that gives you your human factor, human freedom index score. Um, and so 
it's on a scale of one to 10 where 10 represents more freedom, zero, sorry, zero to 10, zero represents less freedom. And so this is, this is from data from 2017, which is, I guess the last time there was enough data to, from all these countries to, to generate this report. Um, and so the average, the average human freedom rating for all 100, 162 countries in 2017 was 6.89. And that had decreased slightly from 2016. Um, where 70 countries have been increasing their ratings, 88 have been decreasing their ratings. And since 2008, the level of global freedom has also decreased slightly with 61 countries increasing in the index and 79 decreasing. I'm interested to know like what, I mean, it's all in this 400 page document, I guess you'd have to just do a lot of digging to figure it out. But I think it's just interesting to think like, Oh, well, you know, America, the land of the free, well, we're number 15. There's 14 countries ahead of us still pretty high up there. Right. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. our, our score is eight point four six compared to eight point eight eight, with New Zealand being number one. Well, it, and I, I think it really, um, I mean, freedom is such a uh, a hard to define term, um, right? I mean, I, I know that I think they actually they do a pretty good job of breaking breaking these things down into um, different trackable attributes of freedom, but. Um, they kind of referenced uh, in the kind of the, the prologue of this report, they talk about, you know, how they define freedom and sort of the more philosophical elements of it. And um, I mean, they go back to John Locke, uh, that freedom implies that an individual not be subject to the arbitrary will of another, but freely follow his own. And I think that that, that, that is a good um way to look at freedom and kind of contrasted that with more of like a further, uh, an older idea of freedom from, from Plato and Hobbes, um, which, which they actually thought that maybe even being, a uh, living in an absolutist or, a, uh, authoritarian rule could still mean you could have freedom basically as long as that authoritarian person was like saying, you can still do whatever you want to do. Um, even though that they're still willing, giving you that freedom and they're still controlling you. Right. So I, I definitely think I fall in, into more of the John Locke uh, territory here that, you know, somebody's will can't define my will. But as I keep thinking about stuff, um, I do think that the, that there's like a paradox of freedom some in some ways, like, and not necessarily in bad ways, but um, like, I kind of think about what I just did, like, I just bought this house, right? So now I'm 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 locked into making certain decisions that uh, you know make me kind of control me in a certain in a certain way. Um, and I'm not saying you know I was I freely was able to choose um, to do this, but um, but it does seem like some things in our society seem like yeah that's a good idea that's a that's a free choice to do make it, and it kind of feels like you know there's some bumpers on people's lives like don't do that that's stupid and so they, they create you know disincentives to not do that and create incentives to do good things which i think is a, a a good way to do things but it does kind of give the give the sense of this like invisible hand um manipulating people's lives i, I don't know does that does that resonate with you at all yeah i think that makes sense and I, i'm not sure if this is exactly what you're saying but they, they talk about these these ideas of of negative liberty and and uh and, po- and positive liberty where like 
so negative liberty is like non-interference by others, right? That's what they, that's how they define negative liberty. And they contrast that with positive liberty, which requires the removal of constraints that would like impede somebody's personal improvement or the fulfillment of their, you know, their potential. Right. Mm-hmm. So they say like, uh, when, when positive liberty is imposed by somebody else, it undermines negative liberty because people have conflicting views on, on whether or on how to achieve self-improvement. So it's definitely deeper than I usually go on things. I feel like, yeah, but it, it's kind of interesting to, to read about. Yeah, it definitely is interesting to, uh, to read about and think about. Um, they, they use this, they use the term coercive restraint so that they, they see freedom for them is the absence of coercive restraint. They kind of define it as uh, that. It implies that, you know, individuals have the right to lead their lives as they wish, as long as they respect the equal rights of others. Like the others, mm. I can live how I want to, as long as I respect that you could do the same thing and mm-hmm. they don't, and they don't interfere with each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think as you brought up the Cato Institute being libertarian, kind of bring this this more libertarian view. Um, and I, I think there's parts of libertarianism that, that seem very attractive or like, or even on a common sense logic standpoint can be difficult to refute. Um, but, but there are certain things here that I think also require the cooperation of the society, right? Like access to credit markets and sound money. Well, like money is given value because we all give it value. We all agree that we're going to like live in this society together. And so there are certain things that like almost seem like as I was saying, kind of like a paradox that you can do whatever you want. Yes, on one hand you can, but on the other side, um, there are there's a certain buy-in to the society as a whole that kind of like you have to give up some some of your freedom in order to gain the benefits of the group. Um, yeah. But, but I, but I like the, the way they break that down into, you know, more negative uh, limitations on people's freedom. Like you can't love that person or you can't, you're, you're living with that person out of wedlock or some, some crazy things like this um, that, right. that certainly take away people's freedom. Yeah. And I, this probably all sounds like very, uh, subjective but they have it broken down like very very clearly broken down between the personal freedoms and the economic freedoms right like mm-hmm. they're giving within personal freedoms they're giving 25 percent of this to like security and safety the rights to to life and safety from personal aggression all that kind of shit and then they they've broken the other 25 percent down into into movement religion assembly expression of an information identity and relationships each of those you know take five percent and then on the economic freedom side they're looking at size of government legal systems the right to sound money uh freedom to trade internationally and regulation so they've got it broken down pretty pretty specifically uh within this index mm-hmm. um not sh- this is just you know this is uh it's it's a weird subject to tackle on a 30 minute podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a lot here. It's a lot. But, I mean, one of the things I always took from, um, from school that I think it was a legal studies class. that was pretty good. Um, was that if you look at, you know, any country's economic prosperity, it usually coincides. And I, I say, usually I'm pretty sure it's like all the time, but it, it falls in line with the rule of law. Like 
like the idea of property and and just that just that knowing that if you create something or if you own something nobody can take it away from you and that allows you to you know build a business and and do things it creates incentives for you to to improve the lives of everybody else around you um and like that 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 seems to me to be like one of the the biggest key indicators of of freedom is just hey if if you own something um you know we're gonna we're gonna respect that you do own it Um, right no one can just come take it from you well, that and as they say, like the economic freedom that I think you're mentioning there, it's, it's not just inherently valuable because of that, but it also empowers people to exercise their other freedom. So it feeds into them. The economic freedom is almost the most important here in terms of like having these other freedoms as well. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. It really does show that like the economic system is really like a technology for like <laughs> controlling and arranging goods um in a in a methodical way it's pretty interesting so in looking at the list um i mean it's got all 162 countries as we mentioned number one being new zealand two switzerland three hong kong Um, hong kong surprised me surprised me as well but that's probably just my ignorance showing because i yeah they're they're going through all that shit right now right with trying to get their freedom from China, right, and I, I think it also is maybe just the the confusion I have with their government in general, like how mm-hmm. how it all relates to Hong Kong. I know Hong Kong is supposed to be like its own thing, its own uh, its own country, so to speak, um, or it has its own sovereignty. I think that's the word. Right. But um, but I don't really understand how how that relates with their government. Right. Um, because like the at the beginning of this report, they pretty much just like rail against China, and that China is using their their economic power to to you know keep spreading this authoritarian rule, right. um, both in their country and in others. And then so for the bottom three, we see Yemen, Venezuela, and Syria, with a four point three, a three point eight, and a three point seven nine respectively for their human freedom scores, um, and those haven't moved in their position since the last uh last index came out yeah i wouldn't want to be in any of those countries (laughs) right uh and we mentioned so the united states at 15 were tied with estonia with an 8.46 right uh ahead of norway and right behind the united kingdom um go ahead no uh, you were gonna say something well i mean i i think one of the the we can break these things down into different categories on all we want. But one, one, you know, telling point that I've always thought about the United States was that we have the most, um, the most people, uh, behind, behind bars, you know, in jail. Right. Um, and it's kind of interesting that the, you know, the land of the free is also the place where we've, put that many people behind behind bars and and i think a lot for like non-violent crimes like drug offenses and yeah things like that. Well, a lot of that is maybe our um our economic freedom right all these for-profit prisons that's right that's right it creates <laughs> it creates the incentive to to put people behind behind bars terrible stuff that's yeah crazy. um well let's change it up a little bit then yeah let's get into our draft yeah this week <laughs> there weren't a whole lot of rules it was just uh, your top five free things. 
And I don't know who goes first this week. I never do. Uh, I think I went first last week. Okay. So I think you go ahead and go first. I'll take first then. Let me turn my volume a little bit. Uh, my favorite, well, one of my top free things is uh, free refills. Free refills. All right. Yeah, free refills are great. Uh, I think it's something that we take for granted here. I think in a lot of places on this country or on this earth, you will not find free refills being a thing. Um, so free refills will be my number one. I uh, pick for this draft. I love it. I love it. I, and I have, I've got something similar but different. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, chips and salsa at the restaurant. <laughs> at the restaurant, free chips and salsa. Same similar thing. We take it for granted. I always fill myself up on chips and salsa. Uh, but hey, I didn't have to specifically pay for them. Right. But excellent. Yeah. And my next one is going to be uh, free throws. Free throws. Free throws. I love very good. Love a good free throw. Uh, <laughs> uh, a little shout out to uh, some of my favorite free throw shooters: Steve Nash, Jeff Hornacek. Uh, you know, great free throw shooters. Yeah, you got to make your free throws. Got to. All right, my number two. I'm taking the duty free store in international terminals. There you go. Uh, where else can you get three cartons of cigarettes and four bottles of? J and B whiskey for like hundred dollars. That's right. And also with the duty free store, remember that billionaire we covered or I covered so like yep. several months ago, made his money from the duty free shop, duty free shops and uh, gave it all away. Good for him. Gave it all away. Yep. Uh, number three, I'm going to take July 11th, AKA seven 11, AKA free Slurpee day at seven 11s. Very good. Yeah. Do you usually go and get one? I, ha- I didn't go this year because you know the whole pandemic. But uh, I have a- I've been known in the past to go to Free Slurpee Day. Got to get you Free Slurpee. Yep. Um. Is that is it? That's my third. That's your third. Yeah. Did you go one so you more? Got- no, you go two now. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Diet Coke. Is that free? It's free of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it's free of sugar. Okay. I'll go, you know, I hate hate sugar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's good. Sugar free. Sugar free. And then um, free love, baby. Free love. Free love. Very um, nice. Love who you want to. It's free. Okay. For my next one, I'm going to take... Uh, free Netflix or Hulu or HBO <laughs> accounts because you borrowed your friend's username and password. <laughs> Nothing better than having access to all that free TV because you don't, you just have the login and password. Also, I want to use this time right now. I decided uh, this is a shower thought. I want to start calling uh, like your username and password for different things. Start calling it your Kenny. It's your, it's your logins. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hey, do you have the Kenny to so-and-so client's LinkedIn account? I need to, I need to get in there and change the stuff around. So if that starts happening, remember I said it right here on this podcast. The Kenny's. Yeah. I can't remember my Kenny to my ESPN Fantasy League. <laughs> uh, and I don't have a fifth one right now because all I had was <laughs> written down was free trials. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just like uh, 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 yeah, the stuff they hand out maybe at a uh, uh, Costco, a little free sample. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. What I was really thinking was like, uh, remember when you used to order a pizza and you get like a free AOL thirty day trial? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. From like Pizza Hut, or like I don't know, maybe you get like a Pornhub Premium account for free for seven days. <laughs> Who wants that? I don't know. Just saying, those things are surely nice to some people. That's right. Um, I know my fifth was such a bad bad choice. I had Freedom of the Press. I don't even know. Boo! Draft, drafting freedom of the press. Nerd. Well, the good thing is you have the freedom to, to make bad choices. I, I have the freedom to make a bad draft. Yes. Um, You're free to do that. But I, I really thought free throws and, and chip, free chips and salsa were pretty good. Um, Very nice. I think I won that. I'm going to have to have Nico tell me if I did, though. He's, okay, yes. Yeah, Nico, let us know who won this draft. He's the judge. I, I don't think he's keeping score right now, but he might be. I mean... It's just how much he's the arbiter. Yeah, if he's the arbiter, I think you're in trouble. Yeah. That's gonna wrap it up for the (laughs) for the freedom index, human freedom index. Check it out uh, on Cato's website. They have it's a really long, interesting document, but you can kind of dig in there and get lost for a little bit. Yeah. Um, We will see you all next week. See you next Friday.